Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, bringing you Chapter 33 from If I Perish by Esther on Kim. Chapter 33, Tortured for Singing. The happiest yet saddest time for those of us in prison was supper. We were happy to eat, but the moment we finished, we were even more hungry. One evening, as we finished eating, we were surprised to hear someone singing a hymn so loudly that it resounded throughout the entire ward. The song was coming from cell 5. Jailer Frigita, who was in charge, went to the cell and ordered the new prisoner to be quiet, but that did not stop the singing. Frigita struck the singer ruthlessly on the head with a large key she carried. What is God? the guard demanded. I'm not afraid of your God, you mad fool. The newcomer was praying aloud, praying that God would intervene. Over 3,000 Christian churches had been closed for having refused shrine worship, and many pastors had lost the power of the Holy Spirit because of the confusion and harsh torture by the Japanese police force. This prisoner was appealing because the kingdom of God had been profaned. She was claiming and fearlessly praying to God, entreating him for the 400,000 Korean Christians who were unable to hear the word of God and had been dismayed like strayed sheep by hypocrites who had turned out to be spies. Then she prayed for the martyrs dying under the cruel torture of the Japanese military police force and for those believers' families who were starving to death. My heart was about to break. I had to lie down and cry out to God. Even while I was praying, the thought frightened me that the big key she had been beaten with might have badly injured her. I was unable to sleep. What should I do if Mrs. Choi would worship tomorrow as loudly as she had today, and if Jailer Yegi treated her as cruelly as Fujita had treated her. The jailer, who was to be in charge the next day, had a reputation as bad as that of Fujita when it came to battering the prisoners who did not please her. Jesus, I prayed, give me the courage Mrs. Choi has. I am in agony because of the torment she is going through. With your power and holy love, bring a solution to this urgent problem. Give me faith like hers, or make my nerves insensitive. The time for the new shift came, and another jailer took over, but it was not Yagi. I stared at her in amazement. She saw that I was looking at her and came over to me. You must be the person, she said. You must be the famous lady. I was irritated by her words, for I thought she was mocking Mrs. Choi, by what she said. Call me number 57, I told her. Oh no, not number 57. They say you can talk with representatives and generals quite fluently, and that high government officials become dumbfounded because before you. All the male jailers say such things. They say there is a character in the female ward, and that unless we are extremely careful, we'll get badly teased. She said she heard 
I was being imprisoned for not worshipping the shrine and that she thought it was crazy to confine people for such a reason. I felt that I had to warn her that such talk could get her into trouble. If I get into trouble, she shrugged, I'll quit. Uh, what she said made me concerned for her, but she was far better than the malicious and cruel jailers such as Vegeta and Yagi. The young jailer was my companion in whatever she talked about. Uh, she was on duty during lunchtime. When the meal was served, Miss Choi's shrill voice singing hymns rang through the ward. The new jailer ran to her cell to stare at her in amazement. What's the matter with her? She asked me when she came back. Since I was unable to answer her immediately, she went to cell 5 again. When she came back, she spoke quietly. This morning, the chief told us to report anything unusual that takes place. I wonder if she meant about her in cell 5. She is worshipping God, I said. Does her God like to have her sing so loudly against regulations? She has probably always worshipped in that way. Or perhaps she may be demonstrating to others that God is the head and the highest above everything anything. That's the truth, and she is a wonderful Christian. You are a Christian too, aren't you? She asked. Why don't you act like that? Perhaps I do not have faith as strong as she does, I said. I'm a very weak, cowardly person. That's not true. It can't be. She has her ideal. You have yours. But what should I do? What would become of her if I reported what she is doing? She would be tortured, I said. I shall not report her then. If they blame me, I'll just say that I didn't know. I thanked God for this girl. However, I was still very uneasy. Too many prisoners like to tell such things in an effort to gain favor, favors for themselves. The next morning, Fuji, Fujita uh, was on duty, and I waited anxiously. Just as I feared, Mrs. Choi's worship fell at the time when the cruel guard was on duty. Fuji, Fujita sent for the chief female jailer and a male jailer from the office. Together, they dragged Mrs. Choi out into the concrete corridor and put handcuffs on her, confining her hands behind her back. They opened her mouth and forced her to bite a thick stick braced across her mouth, which they tied with a rope. Then she stuffed her mouth with dirty pieces of rags until she was unable to make a sound. The rag in her mouth soon was stained scarlet with her blood. I expected her to fall to the floor at any moment and to die and be received in heaven. I decided to fast. I was unable even to sleep. It was as though I were roaming in hell alive, and I became completely worn out. Fujita seemed to take fiendish delight in torturing Miss, Mrs. Choi. It was obvious to me that she would not be satisfied until she saw the devout woman's corpse. The next day, when the jailer came out of cell 5, she was completely exhausted. I didn't know what she had done there, but it was obvious that she had lost her strength. She sat down on the cement floor, and the jailer, who was to take over the next shift, asked her what was wrong. My legs are 
as weak as cotton, she said. I can't stand up. She was unable to walk alone, but with the other jailer's help, she was finally able to leave the ward. She was never seen in the prison again. According to the jailer, Fujita had acute tuberculosis and was sent home to die. The wooden stick and the handcuffs were taken away from Mrs. Choi. The rag was removed from her mouth, and she was given a meal. The hymns and prayers that were heard three times a day from cell five were hoarse and weak, yet once she started to sing, the entire ward became solemn. The jailer in charge only waited silently for her to finish. God lives. Next time, chapter 34, A Beautiful Swindler.